for joining me for week five of our video programs during social distancing. Last Sunday was Resurrection Sunday. We celebrated the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the grave. This week, we're focusing on Jesus' post-resurrection appearances. He appeared to hundreds of people over a 40-day period. There's so much to learn and so much to, uh, to, to meditate on and think about as we watch Jesus Christ interact with disciples in various settings, what he shared with them, the impact he had on them. And so we're going to be focusing this week on the resurrection appearances of Jesus Christ after he rose from the grave. This morning we saw the disciples and how they went from paralyzing fear to jubilant excitement in just hours. And we're going to be uh, talking about what was behind all that as we spend this week looking at the resurrection appearances. As a matter of fact, this week I'm going to be bringing to you some daily devotional thoughts on a variety of the post-resurrection appearances. There are about ten different uh, specific appearances that the New Testament records, and I'm going to be looking at those in their chronological order and uh, We'll be learning some things about those appearances. This evening, though, we have a special treat. We have missionary Matt Goins, who's going to join me in just a moment, and we're going to be talking about the resurrection appearances of Jesus Christ and more about the impact of a resurrected Savior on our lives when we're in fearful situations. Our country still is just reeling over uh, a lot of fear with regards to COVID-19. I heard just this week of somebody who is, uh, won't leave the house and is just as petrified of the, the, the possibility of contracting the virus. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about, about fear and about uh, how Jesus Christ can bring us through fear. And uh, we're going to be doing that with Matt Goins. Now, Matt was a charter member here at Community Baptist Church 25 years ago, uh, and then soon went off to college after the church was started. Uh, Matt is a trophy of grace. Phenomenal salvation testimony of how he grew up in a Christian home, Christian school, charter member of a brand new church plant, Community Baptist Church, but all the time living a double life and knowing that uh, he was a phony. God brought him to the end of all of that and gloriously saved his soul, changed his life in miraculous ways. And uh, what a testimony. He is truly a trophy of grace in his experience of salvation and then in his life ministry in Honduras. Uh, God sent him to, and his family to Honduras as church planting missionaries. And so he, his wife Delita, his sons Joash, Jaden, and Justin uh, are all there serving the Lord in Honduras. And uh, I'm looking forward to spending some time chatting with Matt about fear in our lives because he is ministering and took his family to the murder capital of the world where they have been ministering and planting churches in that country. And so we're going to enjoy some conversation with Matt Goins here today. Welcome, Matt Goins. It is awesome to have you here uh, with us to talk a little bit about 
uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and, and I am so excited that you're here with us. Tell me, uh, uh, how's Delita doing? Uh, everything's well here in Honduras, uh, despite the circumstances that the world is facing right now. Uh, Delita is well, and, um, you know, uh, keeping the household in order here. And the boys are well, and so good to see you as well. Uh, Joash, uh, Jaden, and Justin have grown into fine young men. I, it's been a while since I've seen them. When I see pictures, those guys are those guys are all grown up. They're men. I know it. You know, I, I never considered myself a short person, but now with these boys that are taller than me, <laughs> I feel like the short man in the family. Last time I was down there in Honduras, I had a great time wrestling with them. I don't think I'm going to go back down that road anymore. <laughs> yeah, probably not a good idea now. <laughs> Wow. What year did you go to Honduras? Uh, so we moved to Honduras in December of 2004. 2004. Wow. Um, right. That's been a, quite a while. How long were you there before you started the church in El Progreso? So uh, we started the church in April of 2005, so just three or four months to get settled in and get our feet mm-hmm. under us and then uh, got, got started with uh, evangelism and, and Bible study. Iglesia Bautista El Faro. That's right. How's that? Did it, was that anywhere close? That, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay, tell everyone what it means. So that means uh, Beacon Baptist Church. Amen. Beacon Baptist Church. And you guys have been a beacon in El Progreso. That's, and, that's uh, the idea. I still remember fond memories. The first missions trip we took there to El Progreso and uh, what an exciting time that was with you and 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 the team you had together, the ministry, uh, everything was just going so well. Awesome. Right. Yep. God. Glory to God. Yep. It's been a number of years since then. It's a whole different uh, a different right. world in ministry. God has so blessed you guys. It is amazing to see what has happened there in in Honduras under the ministry of the church and the team of people that that you work with. Uh, and you've had a great start to a new year uh, this you year. You had Dr. Steve Pettit from Bob Jones University. What was that all about? Right. So every year uh, now for the last uh, six, seven years, we have a speaker come in to uh, minister to us. And so it's like an enrichment conference where, you know, ministers in the States have these opportunities to go to conferences and be enriched and encouraged and fellowship. And so we saw the need for so, that here in Honduras. So, so when you say minister to us who's us so uh in the in the beginning i invited uh, a speaker to come and minister to our team but then i decided to extend that out to any english speaking uh sound doctrine uh, bible believing uh, missionary that's down here and and there are a few in this region and we try not to focus on a mission board or um or a bible college but just uh, you know uh, Christian brethren that are here serving the Lord, wanting to get us together and fellowship and refresh. Did that meeting go well with uh, with Steve Pettit? It did. It seems like God every year brings the right speaker with a message for us and gets us recharged and ready to keep going. He's an amazing man. I remember years ago we had his team. Uh, before he was the president of Bob Jones University, uh, we had his team in for a uh, revival meeting. Uh, what a blessing they were to the church family here. Uh, the uh, talented musicians that traveled with him, and they were phenomenal. Yeah. So uh, a number of years passed, and I thought, 
you know, we ought to have the Steve Pettit team back in again. So we got on their calendar about two years out, and we were looking forward for about two years to the Pettit team coming and being with us. And it was just, uh, just I think, a couple of months before they were going to be with us. And I was watching a live stream of the announcement of the new president of uh, Bob Jones University. And I was right. sitting there watching it, and then a, a sick feeling went over me. I thought, I hope, I hope they didn't hire Steve Pettit. And then <laughs> up come the announcement, Steve Pettit's the new president. I thought, there goes our revival meeting. And sure enough, he had to cancel all of his meetings to take that new oh, role. Wow. Amazing guy. Yeah, Even we, a blessing. we thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, that's awesome. And then you had uh, Dr. Terry Mortensen from Answers in Genesis. What was that all about? So uh, that was a blessing because uh, our partner in ministry here, uh, Nate and Corey Mortensen, they've been here almost two years now ministering. And so that's his dad. And his, his dad oh. works for Answers in Genesis. So it was a kind of a, a family visit that we convinced him to also give us a creation seminar for our church people as well. Uh, did that? Uh, did the people receive that well? The the creation uh, science. They loved it. They were eating it up. We had it on a Friday night and a Saturday night and a Sunday morning, three days, uh, and uh, we had a great crowd. We had people coming, uh, local local high school professors coming in and and listening, and then coming back to church until until COVID nineteen hit. Ah, <laughs> uh, COVID nineteen, that changed everything. Hey, you're, before we talk about that, though, how about how about your surgical center, the Rerick Surgical Center? I understand that your surgeon uh, moved into Honduras in January, and you were ready to open up the surgical center. Right. So this week coming up is the week that we had targeted to open and inaugurate the Rerick Surgical Center. And the doctor and his family moved here in January, and we were in the lead-up uh, getting ready for everything. Uh and then everything stopped. Right. You were, if I remember correctly, you were scheduled to have your first actual surgery um, this month in April. Right. That's right. This next week is when we were going to have the first surgical teams down to start operating. Wow. That uh, I just, uh, I'm just amazed. Uh, the times that I've been on your campus and seen the Hope Children's Home. Uh, and and the, the the buildings that you guys have built, the number of Honduran children, um, we we just had our missions revival uh, just um, right before. In fact, the Sunday before COVID took out our public services, we were in missions revival, and we showed your video of the children's home uh, there in Honduras, as well as the children's home up in uh, Tampa and the new one out in New Mexico, and uh, we were just talking about orphans and talking about. Uh, the needs of children all over the world, and and we and, and so we showed some video of your campus there and and what God has done there, and then the surgical center. I'm just every time I think about your ministry and uh, and, and interface in some way with what God has done there, I am just so um, grateful to God for how He's used your life. Yeah, that's it the truth. It's all God using us. You know, it's it's a Amen. praise to Him. Before you came on camera, I introduced you uh, as a trophy of grace. Um, what you went through as a teenager, and, and I didn't go into any details, but just the fact that you had grown up in a Christian home and a Christian school and all of that, uh, but you were living a double life, and that God just 
got a hold of your life and your salvation experience is a is a story of a trophy of grace and uh, and now how God has used your life you and Delita and your family um, what a joy to see what God has right. done in in your all's life yeah wow amen well COVID-19 has changed your plans this year my right um, it's hijacked our calendar <laughs> I tell you Fear has just taken over the world. So many people are in fear. And, of course, this yeah. is the week after Resurrection Sunday. So last week, uh, all over the world, everyone was thinking about, about Resurrection Sunday. And this week, we're, we've been thinking about the, the resurrection appearances of Jesus Christ after the crucifixion. And the impact that the resurrection had on the, the emotional stability of the followers of Christ after his resurrection. Uh, I was reading a couple of, uh, of verses uh, thinking about the impact of Jesus Christ's resurrection. Let me, um, let me grab a couple of verses here. In um, Matthew 26 and in verse number 56, this is in the Garden of Gethsemane. Let's see, where am I looking for? Matthew 26, 56. Um, the Bible says, but all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled and all the disciples forsook him and fled. And so as they, as they were arresting Jesus Christ, fear struck the disciples and, and, and they, they ran for their lives in fear for what was coming and uh, not knowing what was coming. And then the crucifixion, the horrible crucifixion, and and then Saturday and and then Sunday and and then all of a sudden there's rumors being spread around that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, but the disciples they're not buying it yet. They they're they're not understanding what's going on. And Sunday night uh, that would be tonight, uh, the Sunday after the Palm let's see Palm Sunday, and then the next Sunday was Resurrection Sunday, and tonight of Resurrection Week, the Bible says. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. And the disciples are afraid, and they're struck with fear, and they're paralyzed with fear, and they're hiding behind closed doors because they don't know what's going to happen. And they don't know if they're going to be next, if they're going to be arrested and crucified like Jesus Christ was crucified just a couple of days earlier, and then, and then all of a sudden, they see him, and, and they know he's risen from the dead. And so, Luke chapter 24 and verse number 52 says that they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And Matt, I'm taken right. back by this change in emotional stability, how they went from right. fearing and hiding to great joy. And, uh, and this right. transition from, from a, a, a fear that, that paralyzes me to a joy that is just jubilant, uh, I'm interested in that because Americans are afraid. There are people uh, fearful of getting this virus. And, and so the right. resurrection appearances to me are so pertinent to where we're living right now here in America. And then I thought, to get Matt on on camera because less just over two years ago you went through you're you're ministering in the murder capital 
of the world in Honduras. Mm. You took your family into the murder capital of the world, and you've been there now for years. And two years ago, you went through a horrendous situation that left you paralyzed with fear. Would you take a few moments and just talk about that and share with us what you went through that left you paralyzed with fear? Sure. Um, So, you know, since our time here in Honduras, I've gone through quite a few experiences that are new to me as as an American citizen living abroad. And, uh, you know, we we lived through a presidential coup in 2007 uh, that was uh, pretty quick and, and not not too extended, and then I've been around uh, live gunfire, and I've seen people shot and killed in front of me. Uh, but two years ago is where I felt the most fearful living here in Honduras. I, uh, God has, has changed our heart as far as uh, we feel very comfortable living here. I mean, we are, we're content. This is where we want to be. feels like home. Uh, but, yeah, just over two years ago, uh, during the presidential elections, there was, there was a disputed presidential election. And uh, things didn't go the way that uh, the people wanted it to go, especially in the area where we live. And so uh, they took to the streets and um, and started protesting, which that in and of itself isn't unusual for things to happen like that here. But uh, then they started, you know, violence and uh, and a lot of uh, ransacking and vandalism, uh, burned down a, the, all the toll booths that are in, or, in and around the city. They didn't want to pay the tolls and um, started ransacking local businesses. And, and so that's when uh, fear started creeping in uh, to my heart, uh, you know, just wondering what was going to happen to me physically and, and the family that God has placed in, in my hands uh, to, to provide for and protect. Uh, that, that's where fear started to really grip my heart. I remember um, hearing how that you – kind of culminated um, with with you sitting down with the family and talking to them about what if. Right. Are, are you comfortable sharing any of that? Sure. Uh, so, you know, we were receiving a lot of information, and there was a lot of uh, misinformation even being circulated on um, the, the social networks. Uh, there were announcements saying that those that were protesting were going to target uh, evangelical churches that don't stand up against the president and uh, even the pastors and that they would go to, we're going to go into residential neighborhoods and, and start ransacking the, the houses. And so that type of information uh, fueled uh, what I was, why I sat down with our family and talking to our uh, young teenage boys at the time and saying, look, if a mob were to come into our neighborhood, uh, this is what's going to happen, this is what we're going to do, and uh, this is where I've hidden our documents, and this is where our emergency cash is, and uh, I want you to sleep with clothes on, you know, ready to run if we need to, and uh, if we do have to run, uh, we're going to just leave everything behind and, uh, and, and just make sure that we get out, and then, uh, you know, hopefully after things settle down, we'll come back and, and, and reassess, but, you know, I, I really felt the need to sit down with our boys and just explain what was going on and what, what we would need to do if, if, uh, if it came to that. Wow. I remember um, something about a, a, even a ladder that you had. Uh, right. 
Yeah, so our, our where we live, you know, God's blessed us with a, a comfortable place to live in a nice neighborhood. And so we have a perimeter wall, and uh, we have a pool ladder that's out near the back where uh, it was for an old uh, above-ground pool that we used to have. And so uh, we put that ladder over by the back wall, and, and it was ready to go. And so, you know, we had uh, the ladder in place and, uh, you know, the order in place of who goes over first and uh, who, who helps mom over and her last and what to do, uh, where, where to meet, where's the, where's the meetup point in the neighborhood uh, once we get out of here. And so, you know, those were very real fears at the time. Uh, when we were living through that, and, and time just seemed to go so slow, and I did feel uh, very paralyzed by the situation. Wow. Wow. I was uh, just teaching First Corinthians um, Bible College in Maryland, and First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, as the book is ending, the Apostle Paul wrote to the men, the male members of the church, he said to them, uh, he said, watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men. We would say today, act like a man, be strong. Right. And he was challenging the men to step up to the plate and to be men uh, and right. take care of the, the situation. And, and, and I think of that in relationship to what you just shared. Well, how did you step up to the plate and act like a man and... Right. Handle that fear in order to minister to your family. What God must right. have done some things in your life. Yeah, you know, as as a man um, and as a human, I I feel like when I have things in control, I'm comfortable, and when things are out of control, out of my control, that's when I that's when uh, I don't feel comfortable. And so God used that in my life, that feeling of out of control and. Um, and fragility, you know, human fragility, God used those circumstances to really uh, point me toward uh, the rock that is Jesus Christ. You know, I, my salvation is in Jesus Christ, but, but you know, we are to walk by faith as well in, in Christ. And, uh, you know, the just will live by faith. And so uh, it, I, I even see it as God's goodness at that time uh, during all of the chaos because he used the fragile human condition I was in to point me toward uh, where I needed to be walking, and that was uh, by faith in him. Yeah. Wow. During this COVID-19 situation, I and people afraid of death, afraid of dying, afraid of getting the, um, the virus and, and not surviving it, uh, and it was in that environment of thought that I was remembering and just rehearsing in my mind uh, psalm 23, where, where uh, right. the, the shepherd psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. I don't, I don't have any wants. There's nothing I need uh, because I've got Jesus Christ as my shepherd. And then he said, right. yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I think of that, that valley of the shadow of death. I, I think of that as a, a fear of death. It, it, it's a shadow. It's not the reality. It, it's not I'm dying. Right. I fear dying. I'm in the right. shadow of death, and, and, and it's looming out there, and I don't know what's going to happen. And the psalmist said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Right. What a statement. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be afraid, even though there's the potential that I'm going to die from this situation. Right. 
I, I do not fear. Why? For thou art with me. And right. God used that to help me. Yeah. And, and I've tried to help other people who are afraid. And, and I've, I've told other people, I said, you know what we need to do? We need to just act like Christians. You know, right. we quote Psalm 23, but do we really believe it? Do we live right. it? Uh, is it just a little, nice little uh, poem to read at a funeral service? The Lord is my shepherd. But do we really believe what that says? I will fear right. no evil, for thou art with me. Boy, that just ties back into the resurrection appearances. Because fear right. paralyzed the disciples until Jesus showed up. And as right. soon as he was with them, great joy took over. That's right. Boy. Yeah, a verse that was helpful for me during that time, uh, really uh, something that stuck out to me was in Psalm chapter 4, in verse 8, uh, where the Bible says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me to dwell in safety. And it's yeah. that, that proximity to God uh, that, that gives comfort and peace. And, and I guess that proper proximity to God, in a right relationship with God, is going to give peace. And, and so that's how I could pillow my head at night and not stay awake, you know, worrying about tomorrow or, or what's going to happen to me. Uh, my trust was in God and in his sovereignty uh, during all of that time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. How people need God and need to know God personally and need to walk closely with him in times like this. Amen. Wow. Yes. Uh, you wrote an article. Uh, don't right. panic. <laughs> that was yes. great. You just wrote that a couple weeks ago, didn't you? I did, and I, and I was working on it before all of this, um, you know, this COVID nineteen fear and panic hit. It just cut, happens to land uh, right in the midst of of when it was all starting. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. Would you mind um, if I made that article available to uh, the people here at the church? Oh, not at all. If it could be a help, I'd be glad to share that. Well, that is great. I, I will uh, uh, I will put that on our website so people can have access to that uh, here at home. And uh, if that's okay with you, is it all right for it to be out on the website? Yes, sir. No problem. Okay. Great. I, I, when I read that, um, wow, what a blessing. Yeah. And, uh, and not not just the... The shock of what you went through two years ago as a family, but to read the um, the spiritual lessons that you learned and and your relationship with God as the key to being able to survive such a harrowing experience. Um, right. I I I know that'll be a, a real blessing to the people here. Good. Matt, I got to tell you. I am so proud of you. Thanks. You know, a father doesn't have any greater joy, whether it's a father of a physical family or a father of a spiritual family. And uh, and I feel like, uh, you know, you were you were like one of my kids when you were a teenager. You you were at our house as much as you were at your own house. And uh, right. you and, and, and my sons, Chad and Aaron, and the relationship you guys had and uh, and, 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 of course, working at the church and, and interfacing with your life as a teenager there in the youth ministry. And, uh, and then you became a charter member of the church here. And uh, I just, um, there's no greater joy than a father has than to see his kids 
go beyond anything that the Father could ever accomplish. And when I see what God has done with your life, I am just so proud uh, to see you go accomplish things in magnitude far beyond anything I've ever done or could hope to do. But to see God's hand upon your life and what you've done in Honduras has just been rich in my heart. Thank you for serving God. I love you. It's been my pleasure. Appreciate you. Love you too. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thanks for calling in today. Yeah, my pleasure. Glad to glad to chat. Good to see you. Yeah. Hey, you're gonna. If we can get rid of this COVID nineteen, you're gonna be here as our keynote preacher at our twenty fifth anniversary here at the church this fall. Yeah, Lord willing. <laughs> I hope nothing messes that up. I am so looking forward to that. We got to get this social yeah. distancing done so we can get back to normal. And uh, right. I'm looking forward, if God allows it, for you and Delita to be here with us for the 25th anniversary yeah. of Community Baptist yeah, we're Church. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, God bless you, Matt. Good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see you too. God bless you. Wasn't that a phenomenal conversation with missionary Matt Goins? what he has gone through uh, in fearful situations. What an example of how to have joy in the midst of fearful situations. I know you enjoyed hearing from Matt today. You know, Matt and I were talking about the article he wrote entitled, Don't Panic. Uh, and, uh, and I think you would really enjoy reading that article. And we've made it available on our website. Uh, you can go to cbcforme.org forward slash hope, and you can find that article, Don't Panic, and um, it'll be a good read. It's only a couple pages. You'll really enjoy it. Now, this week, I'm going to be sharing some devotional thoughts on the resurrection appearances of Jesus Christ. I'm expecting to bring about five devotions on Monday through Friday, and each devotion will focus on some of the appearances of Jesus Christ to his disciples after he rose from the grave. Now, if you did not download the Passion booklet, the Week of Jesus Passion from our website, uh, you can download that uh, at the same location, cbcforme.org forward slash hope, uh, because the resurrection appearances are listed at the end of that booklet, and I'll be going through those uh, in the devotions this week. And I invite you to go to our uh, CBC Facebook page, and uh, and think through these amazing appearances of Jesus Christ this week uh, in this post-Resurrection Sunday period of time. Hey, we'd love for you to help us reach new people. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already done so. Uh, like our Facebook page. Help us to be able to meet new people, and that would be a great blessing to us. And uh, we are expecting again next week to be coming your way uh, by way of video media presentations. And so next week, 10 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the evening, uh, we will be coming to you on Sunday. Thank you so much for being with us today. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for part of a Sunday service at Community Baptist Church. I hope to meet you soon. 
May God impress his love upon your heart this week.